you, the children of Israel, through this time. I allowed it. I suffered you through this difficulty you had with respect to food in the wilderness. And when you lacked, I gave you manna so you can eat. And the lesson I want you to learn, he says, that you may know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. He gave them something physical. He gave them that difficult time so they can trust him for something that they can't see, something that they cannot produce themselves. He rained it down from heaven to let you know Man does not live by bread alone. You live by bread, but not bread alone, but by every word that comes out from the mouth of God. And so we want to go into God's word. Father, we just ask that you speak to the spirit of the living God. You are in us. And you are the preacher. You are the teacher. Speak through me today. And speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. I titled this message, The Incorruptible Seed. The Incorruptible Seed. Incorruptible Seed. If you read in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, the scripture tells us, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Having been born again, having received the new life, having been given birth to, not like the way you were born in the first time, because that was corruptible seed that was involved but by incorruptible seed, that word means immortal seed. The seed there conjures the image of appearance being involved. Seed given so that there is a product. You have been born again, not of corruptible seed like the first time you came, that was corruption. The seed that was involved at that stage was a corrupt seed but now we have been born again with a different kind of seed not like the one that you received that was involved when you had the first birth this is a different kind of seed he came from the father and now you have been born of God through this incorruptible seed. And it says, that seed is the word of God that lives and abides forever. So you are not just human anymore you have God's DNA see that's what the scripture is saying you have been born again 
you now have God's DNA. It's not the kind of DNA that you can go to the lab and search and do research or do some tests to find. This is a different kind of DNA and it's in your life if you have been born again. That's why Paul says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Because God's DNA is a part of your life today. I wish Christians would recognize that. It will make you think differently of yourself. You change everything. You will lose fear for... I mean, your fears will be gone. Because you have been born again. Some of us are still living and believing and experiencing life through the first seed, which was the corruptible seed. And as long as you still walk in that realm and you have not transformed your mind, your mind is not yet renewed, you will begin to experience spiritually and in the natural world those things from the corruptible seed. Now this goes with what, remember the Bible says, the seed is the word. So if you speak the seed or words that is born from the corruptible seed you die you won't abide forever but if you will transform your mind and begin to speak the words that come from the incorruptible seed that is now part of your life the word will abide and live forever and you live When you speak the, the Bible, the incorruptible seed, the word that means immortal seed cannot die, will not decay. When you speak this word of life into something in your life that's dead, this word will become a part of that thing. And give life to it. Even if it were dead. It will come back alive. You can use this incorruptible seed of the word of God. And put it into your marriage. If it was dying. It will come back alive. You can still use this incorruptible seed. And we're coming more. I have other things I want to share with you from the Word of God as God gives me revelation. Now, if you take this incorruptible seed, the seed of the Word of God that abides forever, and you put it into your finances, that is dying. Into your business that is having difficulties. Into your children's lives. Into your schools, into your nation, will come alive. It says it's incorruptible seed, the word of God that lives and abides forever, changing lives. You know, the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 8, verse 11, Jesus was explaining the parable of the uh, sower. It says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word. The seed 
is the word. You want a harvest? You need the word. The seed is the word. When you put that word of God, the Bible actually, the word there is spora. It's spores, spora. Spore. The word of God. You inject it in and I'm coming to that. And something is conceived that will live and abide forever. It's the word of God. God honors his word so much. If God will give us understanding of what we have, the tools that God has given to us through this incorruptible seed, and you begin to apply this seed, things may not change right away. But as soon as you start and truly have a heart of faith, things will turn around. Things will turn around. You can listen to all the people speak the corruptible seed from their mouth and criticize and whatever. Let them just watch. That word will work. God on us is word so much. As great as the name of Jesus is, and nothing can be done through us without the name. However, the scripture says God honors his word above that name. Even the name of Jesus, his word. God said that. I didn't say it. As great as that name is, and the greatest of all names, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And yet, God says, my word, I honor even more than that name. Because the word is the seed. That word can give life. When you become pregnant with that word, if you inject that seed into whatever it is, that thing will become pregnant with it. And eventually, there will be a birthing. And that thing, because it's the word of God, that thing will live and abide forever. Whatever it is. Amen? Now, the Bible tells us in Psalm 138 verse 2, I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified. Why am I praising you? You have magnified your word above all your name. All of them. All of them. To find any name of God, God has magnified his word. Now it's a real curious thing. When you hear people arguing about God's word, you don't want to go there. If you can't play with the name of God and be guiltless, you're messing with his word, and you're in real trouble now. He has magnified his word. That's how important God's word is to him. Why? Because of what the word can produce in a life. We are born again by this incorruptible seed. A wicked man, a murderer, can receive this incorruptible seed through the mouth of another man and watch the transformation. 
Many of you have seen it. That seed comes into your heart. And now a wicked man because becomes such a tender person. Some of you have heard about the story of uh, Nicky Cruz. Our children ran away from him. And after he was tossed by this incorruptible seed, a murderer, the children were running to him and they said, they looked into his eyes, we are not afraid of you anymore. They could see the love. The same man, transformed, born again, by this incorruptible seed. The word of God. You can't be born again without the word. Is the seed. Jesus said the word is the seed. You know one of God's greatest miracles. One of them. I, I read two of them. The top. The greatest of all God's miracles. The greatest of them. Even greater than the miracle of creation. Is the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. When he rose from the grave. Greater than any other miracle. In fact, you cannot be saved. Unless you believe that word. The greatest of all miracles. Next to that is his virgin birth. It's Christmas time. His virgin birth, next to that, when Jesus came into the world to dwell among us, Emmanuel, God with us. God dwelling among us. And after his resurrection, he is no longer dwelling among us, he is dwelling in us. Amen. That's a great miracle. A great miracle. How did this miracle happen? How? How was Jesus born? What was the seed? Amen. I pray that God will give you the same revelation. I hope I can convey everything I'm thinking as I believe the Lord is giving to me. Because the seed was involved. And the woman had to give the seed also. Remember the Bible says in Genesis, the seed of the woman, the seed of the woman will bruise your head. Now the seed is not talking about just the child. It's talking about the seed. It's not going to be just the seed of the woman. Agatha to the world. You remember Angel Gabriel in the story, Christmas story, right? Angel Gabriel came to Mary and he said, Rejoice, woman, you are highly favored of God. And Mary was thinking, Whoa, what kind of greeting is this? And she says, you are favored of the angel said Gabriel, you are favored of God. Because you are going to conceive. And you're going to give birth to a son. And call his name Jesus, meaning Savior. And he says, He will be great. He'll be called the Son of the Highest. And God will give him 
the throne of his father David. And he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And the scripture in Luke chapter 1, I'm talking from Luke. In Luke chapter 1, verse 34, the Bible says, Mary started speaking. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And then the angel continued, Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. You know, the angel was trying to help Mary. Mary had a question. How can this be? It was the same question that John the Baptist's father, Zacharias, asked. How, is, how can I know this? Because I'm old. My wife is old. And the angel said, well, it's going to happen anyway, but we'll shut your mouth for a while because uh, you're asking a question out of unbelief. It's okay to ask questions of God if you're looking for clarification. You want God to clarify what he's saying to you. And if you do that, God will even speak more and explain things to you. But if you ask God questions from unbelief, you, you won't get the right answer. I mean, you don't want to go there. So when you, it's good to ask God questions. If you don't understand what he's asking of you or what he's, ask, what he's telling you, you can ask him to clarify. God, I don't understand. What are you saying? If you do that out of humility, out of faith, God will explain even further. And you'll know more if you do it. But if you ask out of unbelief, how can this happen? No, this doesn't make sense. You'll not get the answer. And if God has his way, he's going to get it through. I'm sure Elizabeth had faith. This guy had been praying all along. He had given up. But I don't, in my mind, Elizabeth hadn't. She had no question. (laughs) We're going to have a baby. Just like Sarah. Amen. But Mary wanted to know how this was going to happen. How is this going to happen? Seeing I don't know a man. I don't know a man. How is this going to happen? If we're going to have a child, there's got to be a seed from a man. Right? And a seed from a woman. For it to happen. That's what she was saying. Give me some understanding. And then he said, well, we don't need that corruptible seed this time. Amen. We need an incorruptible seed. And the Holy Ghost will deliver it. Amen. The Holy Ghost will overshadow you. You know, when that angel came from heaven, he brought down all. He said, God sent him, sent Gabriel to Mary. He came from God with every prophecy that had been given concerning Jesus to this one woman. God was looking for somebody 
that will receive his word. Amen. Just as he looked for Abraham. Remember Abraham? God found one man. He was looking for somebody to go through to bring his son into the world. But he has to find somebody who will receive his word. So he found Abraham. Come out. And I'll make him. And then God found this one lady. Mary. Highly favored. And Mary wasn't, wasn't having, walking in unbelief. She wanted to know. And the, the angel said, this is going to happen. This is how God is going to deliver this seed to you. You have a part of it. And you will be blessed. But the Holy Ghost is the one to deliver it. And you know what Mary said? In verse 38. It says, then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me, what? According to your word. She accepted it. All the prophecies from of old. A virgin will give birth. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor. All of that, I'm sure she knew the scriptures. All of those were delivered to her. And she said, let it be, no doubt in the mind, let it be according to what you said. I don't, you know, we like to think right after that, Mary went home and she felt, ooh, the Holy Spirit all over her. And wind all over her, right? Wind, and she said, wow, something is happening to me. Oh, I wonder, I feel good. I don't think all of that happened. Because the Bible says immediately she left. Because the angel helped her said, You remember Elizabeth? She, she's pregnant six months. She, he, she immediately went to check it out. <laughs> I believe what you said. Let it be to me, but I'm going to check this out. So she took off. Because she believed it. And when she got to Elizabeth, the baby was already there. Remember that story? The baby was already there. Because Elizabeth says, the mother of my Lord. And John the Baptist, when he heard the Mary's uh, voice, he said, that's the mother of the Lord Jesus. He lived in the womb and got filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the baptizer of the Holy Spirit was already present. And John needed the baptism. Amen. When she said, let it be unto me, according to your word, coming from God Almighty, instant. The incorruptible seed over there. It became pregnant with that word. It was the word. The seed is the word. That's how this great miracle took place. When you receive the word and become pregnant with the word, that is spoken to you in whatever area, there is going to be a fruit. Amen. There is going to be a fruit. Just like Jesus came to us. This is the way God is. He's through His Word. Through His Word. Get impregnated with God's Word. In whatever area you need new birth. 
to be born again. You're tired of your old life. You want something new. You want a new beginning to life. You want to experience God. Imbibe God's word. Take it in. You know Jesus said you are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. Just by hearing the word of God cleanses you. If it's spoken out of faith, things will begin to take place. You're not even aware it's going on. Amen. Amen. That's why we need to honor God's word as God himself has magnified his word above all of his name. When you hear the word of God, if you can read the word and it blesses you and you can weep over these good words that you're reading, the Lord is good, that's his word. When Jesus was born, love was born. Amen. Love came into the world. The kind of love that the world had never seen, never known when he was born through the word. Through the word. In Hebrews chapter 10, this was before Jesus came. Just to know this is the word. Verse 5, he says, Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, that when he, that Jesus came into the world, he said to his father, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. You know he was in the beginning with the father. He was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. A body you prepared for me in that woman. But what gave life to that body was the Word coming in into that body. And that was God. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have no pleasure. Then I said, Jesus said, Behold, I have come. How? In the volume of the book. The word, it is written of me. To do your will, O God. He came, when the angel came and spoke those words. Oh, that was the volume of the book. Coming. And she received the volume of the book. And the miracle took place. Jesus came into the world. He became God in the flesh. Because Mary said, let it be to me according to to your word. I know it's impossible. It's never happened before. Abraham's case was even better than this. At least there was a man and there was a woman. This is a different kind of miracle. But this young girl had no question. It was God, nothing shall be impossible. And all she had to do, let it be unto me according to your word. You see, God has been speaking a lot of, to us. And instead of saying with Mary, let it be according to your word, we speak the, incorrupt, the incorruptible seed from that angle. From that platform. Yeah, 
I know God said this, but you know, you go back to the natural. I know there is a balance, but we have to leave because the Bible tells us very clearly, you are not just human. Do not. Until you believe it, you act like that. You think like that. And as the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you think you're human, that's who you are. The kind of thoughts that are going through your heart, that's who you are. But Paul is clear. Jesus made it very clear. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit, you you have God's DNA. It's the truth. Act like it. And those are not my words. Jesus said that. John chapter 3. That which is born. That's why every human being has to have this chance. Have this incorruptible seed in your life. So that you live forever. Without this incorruptible seed in your life, you're going to die. You were born of a corruptible seed. When time comes, that thing is going to decay and you die. But if you allow yourself to be born of this incorruptible seed, the Word of God, if you embrace the Word of God, God will give birth to His kind. Amen. On the earth. Just like Jesus was on the earth. And the Bible is clear. As He is, so are we in this world. See, that's just the truth. This thing is so simple. We make things so complicated. We are so religious and we turn away from this. And we want to use the word. We want to figure it out. But you can't figure it out. Just accept it. The ways of God are higher than our ways. Uh, you get into trouble when you try to understand it. Now, Deuteronomy 29 verse 29 tells us these secret things belong to the Lord our God. The things that are revealed belong to us and to our children. Don't bother about those things that God hasn't decided to explain to us or, you know, make us know. Just go with what you know and act on it and experience the miracle just as Mary experienced that great miracle. May she had God in her hands. Amen. She was carrying God in her hand. That's how great that miracle is. The God of the universe in a woman's hand. Dependent on this one woman. For his daily survival, if you let me (laughs) say that. He was depending on Mary. Because of this great miracle. What would God put into your hands? If you would trust him like she did. See? What would you carry in your hand if you were allowed the word? That's how great. Even when it sounds impossible, you say, let it be. You'll be carrying something so great in your life that will touch the world. Amen. That's the truth. That's where I want to go. Not being so heavenly minded no earthly good you know what that means no I want to draw from heaven and be of great good right here amen you know in First uh, Timothy 3 verse 16 the Bible says without controversy great is the mystery of godliness God was manifest in the flesh 
justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, received up into glory. That's God. When Mary received the seed, God came. When you receive the seed of God's word, this incorruptible seed, guess what? God will come in. Simple as that. Let's not complicate it. Inject the word into that thing, whatever it is. That's my meditation. That's my thinking. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. That you shall meditate in it day and night. That you may be able to do all that is written written in it. And then, you will make your way prosperous. And then, you shall have good success. The Word, this book of the Lord, the Word of God... What if God is going to do something? He's got, he does it through His Word. He does it through His Word. If He wants to bless you, He'll speak His Word to somebody and say, Bless Him. And that person will not rest until they've blessed you. Amen. I had this guy when I was in college. I was going through some time, a uh, difficult time. But I was trusting in the Lord. I'm sowing, just walking on, on God's promises. I'll sow whatever comes in. And uh, he, he said, God, I told Well, I was standing by my car one day, and he, this fellow walked up to me and threw a $100 bill in my face. I said, what's this? He said, you can have it. I said, because of that $100 bill, I have not rested for a while. <laughs> so you can have it. He said, God is, I said, what are you talking to me? He said, God has been speaking to me to give you that. And I had resisted enough. I can't handle it. You can have it. And he walked away. <laughs> I pray that God bless him for it. His attitude was not good, but it went well. <laughs> but I was glad to have that $100. Man. I said, go to the McDonald's or Burger King. Bob, thank you, Jesus. This is a real great burger today. It came from heaven. Amen. Amen. But you receive the seed of God's word. No miracle is done except the word is given. You notice that? Read the scriptures. When Jesus healed people, he gave the word. He had to speak. He is the word. If you will receive this word, so simple. Don't complicate it. Just say, I want that. That's me. Give it to me. And as you receive, just like Mary did, things will begin to change. God will do this miracle. Know what the angel said? With God, nothing shall be impossible. Wouldn't have known, except that Mary said, Let it be to me according to your word. Let that word have its place. And instantly, the word went in. Amen. The word, in John chapter 1 verse 14, the word became flesh. What became flesh? The word. You know, Jesus was fully man and fully God. No? Because he was the seed of the woman. But the other seed was God. Fully God. 
So that's why Jesus said, more than he said, he was the son of God, he said, I'm the son of man. In other words, I have authority here. I have authority here. And if you receive that incorruptible seed, you are transformed from being son of man, son of God. He needed the woman's seed to be son of man. We need his seed to be sons of God. Amen. Is that simple? Once you receive the seed with all of your heart, know God comes and you are born. Remember? Born again by this incorruptible seed. We have to trust God's seed. I know I don't have much time. But notice something that Mary said in John chapter 2, verse 5. The first thing we heard from Mary, let the first words from Mary. What were they? First words from the scriptures. Let it be unto me according to your word. First words from the scriptures. I know she said a lot of stuff. God didn't think to record all of that. <laughs> but this one, very important. And then the next we hear from her, one of the words, great words that she said, in John 2 verse 5, whatever he says to you, do it. You know the miracle? <laughs> Just wait to hear from him. Whatever he says to you, accept it, and do it. You want water turned into wine? Whatever he says to you, do it. Because he is the word of God. When he speaks to you, things are about to change. We must always agree with Mary. And whenever we're dealing with the word of God, what you've spoken God, even if you've had prophecies spoken over your life, some of you have prophecies spoken over your life. We have people here that operate in the prophetic ministry. Don't take the word with unbelief. Receive the word. Because the one who is speaking, and God is speaking through them, they have the Holy Ghost. And God doesn't need the angels anymore. <laughs> he sends his message through human vessels this time. Born again human vessels. He only sends angels when the human vessels need help. Right? But they don't give any message anymore. The message to the dying, to the world, those who need help outside of the faith, through his servants. So receive those words. We have to believe those words. Acts chapter 27, verse 23 through 25. This was Paul speaking. For there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. So that says Paul was in a ship and they were about to drown. 
He had a great storm. But the angel came and spoke to Paul in a vision from God. Don't worry, Paul. You're getting, you're getting to your destination. You'll get to, to Rome. But not just you. Everyone that's in the boat, no one's going to die. So Paul was speaking to the captain and everyone saying, God has spoken to me through his angel. So he was encouraging them. In verse 25 he says, Therefore take heart, men, for I believe God, that it will be just as it was told me. See? He did exactly the same thing that Mary did. The angel spoke. He says, I believe God. And it will be exactly what God said to me. And you know the story. He survived. Are you able to say that in your life? Are you able to look at this difficulty that you're having in your life and say, Well, I know this is happening to me, but I believe God. Because God says I will be above and never beneath. I will be head and not tail. I believe God. That's the word. When you receive the word, you receive the word of faith. Especially if somebody who is speaking to you is speaking from the view, from the standpoint of faith. Something supernatural takes place every time you hear the word of God. That's why when you come to church, you must come prepared. Because a great transaction is on when you come to church and you are hearing the word of God. Especially if you can recognize this person is speaking from the Lord and has the anointing on his life. Something is happening. And if you listen closely and act according to the word, you will receive a great miracle. That's how Jesus was born. The word came through angels. And the Bible says if the word that was spoken through angels was steadfast. What about the word that was spoken through the apostles, through Jesus himself, and then later confirmed, you know, through his uh, apostles and prophets that went around? In other words, in other words, the words that were spoken to angels through angels was okay. But now through the apostles and the prophets and teachers, oh, you better listen to that. Because God is going to establish it. So when you come to church, some great transaction is about to take place. That's not the time to argue with God's word. And I'm not going to do that. Why should I act that way? They will all know that I'm like this. Who cares about what they think? Act according to the word and receive your miracle. Act according to the word and receive your miracle. Forget them. They criticize you today, but after the word has taken its place in your life and has done its miracle, they'll sing your praise tomorrow. So why worry about them? Act according to the word. Amen. Act according to the word. These things are true. I want God to confirm these words among us. I said, was it Wednesday night? God is going to be doing a great miracle this year. Some of you will be receiving what I call miracle money. Yes. And many of you will come out of death. You won't be holding anything. You know, I, I remember how God brought Pastor Wendy out of death. He was, you remember that. He was very difficult. He wasn't expecting it. But all of a sudden, God did one thing and another thing, and he was out of it. 
Something that was breathing down his neck. Just like that. Yes. You are clean because of the words that I have spoken to you. Jesus said. Your problems are taken away because of the words that you are hearing. He's the word. The word is the Lord. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Receive the word and you receive God. It's all. Act on the word. When you come to church, be ready for some, for some great transaction that will change your life to take place. That will change your situation to take place when you come to church. It's a very dangerous place to go to, man. Say <laughs> dangerous, well, good, good, you know. Good dangerous. I don't know if you can have both together. These kids have been laughing. But when you hear the word of God, look at what the word says. In Romans chapter 10, God gives us, you know, an insight there. As to what's happening when you hear the word. And so when you're hearing the word, things are happening in the spirit realm that you can't see. As the word is being spoken, angels are going around ministering. But only ministering to those that are saying, like Mary, let it be unto me. Right? The angels have been sent forth to minister to us who are heirs of salvation. They are all, all over this place right now. So I'm speaking to you. Angels are here. They ministered to Jesus after he fasted. Remember? After he went through the temptation. Romans chapter 10, verse 6 but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? Now we're talking about being right before God. You were filthy one time, and he's saying you can be totally right before God, where there is nothing between you and God, and if you die right away, you go back to heaven. It's the righteousness of God, not the righteousness of man, the righteousness that God gives to people, if you will accept it. How do you receive it? How do you receive that righteousness? That's what it's saying. What does it say? The word is near you. It's a word. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we're preaching. While you're listening to the word, he gets into your heart and into your mouth. When you receive the word, like Mary did, you receive the incorruptible seed into your life. And the only thing left to do, speak it. Act on it. That's the way, it's just a mystery, Paul said. God has shown to him, as Paul said, the mysteries. God gave him that revelation. That's all you need. And the world will begin to work things up, even give life to your life in that area that's dead whereas you couldn't do something before now you are able to do it maybe you were not passionate about something before all of a sudden you are smitten with passion you can't stop yourself anymore 
Amen. God can do this. Would you stand up with me? Again, let me let you know this. There are people who have been born again. Then there are those that have not been born again. If you are not born again, you need to receive this gift from God. See, Jesus came to earth as a gift. And all you have to do is receive the gift. We give gifts during Christmas, right? Where God gave His best, His Son. And all is saying, receive this gift. If you have sin in your life, you're going to hell. I'm sorry to let you know this, but that's the truth. And I'm being really genuine with you. Not condemning, loving you. And I'm saying with my Father, you need to come to God now. Because see, you can step out of this place. And for whatever reason, your heart can just stop. And you're gone. How are you going to look at your maker when you spent all your life doing things that displease him? And the greatest thing that you could have done to please him, that's receiving his son, that you rejected. Because you are ashamed of men. I know of a young man, today he's a great man, I mean known all over my country, was a dope smoker. Uh, in my mind, he was nuts, he was crazy. And that was how I felt even before I got saved. But when he heard the word of God, and the man of God said, if you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, they said it was the first person. He was that first person. He marched out proudly. He marched out, walked down. He was the first. They, no one needed to beg him. He walked out and stood. And as others saw what was going in the cave, today there are streets that are named after him. Never been to college. You are not God's word. I'm grateful to God that a time came in my life when I honored God's word. I heard the same message. I thought he was nuts. He's gone to God. Now he's gone to Jesus. His life has changed. What is all this stuff? He doesn't do that stuff anymore and all of that. I decided this was the best. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to a place where I'd never come out of. Where God will forget me in there and I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded with flames and people burning. I don't want to go there. <laughs> you know why I'm a pastor? <laughs> no. I'm a Christian. <laughs> That's the main reason, believe me. After I discovered that Jesus was real and the devil is real and hell is real. I decided I don't want fire. Try put your finger in a flame for a while and see how it feels. I don't want to go there. If you're born again, you have secured your place. You took that incorruptible seed and you can never die. But if you are not born again, you are taking a serious risk. 
with your life. You need to make that change today. How many of you have made that change? You know that day that you, you, read, you came to the Lord. Let me see your hands. You made that change. You made that change. You gave your life to the Lord. And you know it. Your friends know it. You have no doubt. You have no doubt. I'm hoping everyone raised their hands. Because I see a lot of hands up. But we need to bring some of these people from outside. Amen. Bring them in here. We want to get them saved. But if you didn't raise your hand, you have the opportunity this morning to be able to raise your hand. You didn't raise your hand because you were sincere. You don't want to lie before God. But you want Him to have all of your life. You want to have a new life. You want to start life all over. Every head bowed. If that's you, and you say, look, Pastor, I really... Pastor Goodluck, I really want to be sure that when I die, I will go to heaven. I really want to be sure. And I want Jesus into, in my life today. I don't want to hold anything back. I am willing to give everything today. Maybe I've been playing church before, but I, from now on, I really want to come in. I want to know Him totally. If that's you, at the count of three, I want you to just raise your hand up. I'm going to give it right now. Just raise your hand at the count of three. One, two, three. Is anybody put your hand up? Anyone here? Amen. There's no one. Like I said last Sunday, I will be doing this, but I really need us as believers bring people who are not saved. Let them come to church. So that they can find Christ. I'm going to be standing here. Pastor Andy, Pastor Angela. Please come stand with me. If you have any need. You need somebody to pray for you. I want you to come down and be with us. I want to pray for you. If you're sick in your body. You need prayer. Please come down. I want to pray for you. I believe God will heal you. Amen. Amen. I'm going to pray. Prayer is closing. And then you can leave. I will continue this message next week, but I will be speaking about the reason for which he came. Amen. Father, I thank you for blessing us. Thank you for Jesus in our lives. We're grateful to you. We have been born again, not by corruptible seed, but by the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. That it lives and abides forever. You have come to dwell with us. We will live forever. Because you are in us. Father we are grateful. Be with your people. Bless them mightily. In Jesus name. And the people of God said. Amen. God bless you. We're free to go.